from NPM, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians. This is episode 211 of Ministry Monday. Ministry Monday is a weekly podcast about music, ministry, and liturgy produced by the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, or NPM. What is NPM? NPM is a national association that fosters the art of musical liturgy. The members of NPM serve the Catholic Church in the United States as musicians, clergy, liturgists, and other leaders of prayer. For more information, go to npm.org forward slash join. Have a question? Email us anytime at ministrymonday at npm.org. Hello, and welcome to Ministry Monday. I am your host, Amanda Bruce. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to Ministry Monday wherever you listen to podcasts each week. And hey, thanks for joining us today. Before we begin, we do have a content warning regarding this particular episode. This episode of Ministry Monday discusses topics of infertility, miscarriage, and infant and child loss, and could be triggering for some. Today's episode faces the indescribable pain of miscarriage, stillbirth, and the loss of a child. October 15th is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day, and this offers a chance for parishes to minister to families who carry a grief that, quite frankly, no one ever should. Today we speak to Leanne Schweiger, a woman who started a St. Gerard ministry in her parish. Now, this episode discusses the St. Gerard ministry, with St. Gerard being the patron saint of expectant mothers, mothers, women in childbirth, and unborn children, and talks about how a parish can celebrate a Mass to honor those who long to be parents or who already are parents, but have carried and experienced a tragic, indescribable loss. For more information about Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day, as well as resources that could aid in your parish creating a mass to support those suffering from this tragedy in your parish, check out the show notes of this episode. Today on Ministry Monday, I am speaking to Leanne Schweiger. Hi, Leanne. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for talking to us on Ministry Monday on a topic that, let's be honest, is difficult, but I think is so necessary for us to talk about. So um, before we begin, would you mind just giving a little bit of introduction on yourself? So my name's Leanne Schweiger. I'm a member at St. John Newman Parish, and um, a few women and I got together and started the St. Gerard Ministry at our parish. It's a ministry for um, anyone that has lost children through miscarriage, stillbirth, or infant loss, and also infertility. Mm -hmm. And so um, how long have you had the St. Gerard ministry? So it will just be about a year. We've just started up about a year ago. Wow. Wow. It's it's brand new. (laughs) Yeah, it is new. It is. So how did you start the ministry? Like what, what made you think to start it? So it's always been in the back of my mind. Um, Just a little background with me. We we are blessed. We have six children, six healthy, happy children, and I have son-in-laws and a new grandbaby. But um, 
I, I've been through a lot of loss. I think people that see me and say, oh, wow, look, she has, you know, has this beautiful family. She's so fortunate. And I am, I'm very blessed, but we've had a lot of losses. I, I had a stillbirth. My very first baby was a stillbirth at 35 weeks, um, a little boy named Joseph. And after that, you know, we continued to have children, but, it, but through our, our having children, we ended up having three miscarriages. And, um, we also lost a child at 14 months of age. His name was Joshua. So through the loss that I have been through, um, I've lost, I have six, but I've lost five children. I I knew God always in was there telling me to minister to other people, but it didn't quite seem that the timing was right. My kids were young. Um, and then the, uh, father Tim Dealey at our church approached me because someone very near to him had, had a stillbirth and he had absolutely no idea that this could happen. He just thought people got pregnant and you had a baby. So when, as a priest, he was faced with this, he was, he didn't know how to handle it. And he, at that point, he was wondering how he could minister to people in our parish, women and men who's, who have suffered um, miscarriage or stillbirth. Uh, so he had found out about my story through a roundabout way and approached me and asked me if I would be interested in starting a ministry at church. And I knew at that point that, okay, God was saying, I think it's time. Now it's time. And so you've been you've been in action, if you will, for a year. You've been established for a year. Um, what are some of the things that you you did in the first year to kind of lay that groundwork for the ministry? So um, it's been kind of a slow year, but but I'm okay with that. It's it's growing as it needs to. I feel so. We first got together. There are two other committee members. There's just three of us right now. We got together and we felt it was most important at that time to pull together some resources for the priests of the parish to have, should they encounter this again, which we know they will. Um, So uh, one of the women on the team, she is very knowledgeable, has a lot of resources that she has studied over the years. So we gathered all of her resources and put them into kind of a pamphlet and, um, Along with that pamphlet, we have put our phone numbers in there and a a little St. Gerard prayer card because he's the patron saint of moms and um, moms wanting to get pregnant, moms who have lost children. He's just the patron saint of all of that. So we put this all together in a packet so that the priest now has it. Should somebody come up to him and say, hey, I've lost a child, he can give them this at least. And it has our phone numbers and in it so that people can contact us. We also um, have had a mass. We started our first ever mass for on October 15th, which is the National Day of Pregnancy Loss Awareness. So we um, had a mass said last year, we celebrated a mass on October 15th. And it was a very small mass. We kind of just opened it up to our parish but we had people from other parishes, which was nice. And um, so we did that mass. So that was one of the things that we have done. And that was probably our biggest event that we have done. And the last thing that came from that is we have a book in each of our 
parish buildings. There are three parishes that have come together to form our parish. And those books are in the back of the church. And we're hoping that that's where they'll stay. They each have a place in the back of the church. And it is for people to to sign if you've had a loss at any time, you know, because a lot of people don't come forward and tell you right away that they've had a loss. It's year, It takes years for them to talk about it. So they can just put their child's name in the book and the date that they lost their child. And it's just there as a record. It's a, a record that's being kept at the churches for people to know that their baby's being remembered and, and not forgotten. I, first off, there's so many things I want to just reply to with that, but first off, I just have to commend you for helping as one of your first efforts, helping um, the clergy of your parish to really understand that. And I mean, no disrespect to, to clergy, but yeah. that that is something that they most likely have not experienced firsthand. And so um, to, to help them develop that empathy, if you will, towards the situation, I mean, I think that's just wonderful. I that's just fabulous. Yeah, that's been great. And and like I said, Father Tim was just so surprised that this could happen. And then a little bit before that, Father Jeff at our parish had had very dear friends that had had a stillbirth. So mm. he met that head on as well. So it's it's a learning curve for for all of us. Mm-hmm. But you've now said something a couple of times that I want to circle back to. So both of these clergy members have had family members or loved ones or friends that have experienced a loss. And I think that speaks volumes into something that we haven't fully said yet, which is how prevalent this is in our yeah. society. You know, I mean, so so to, to someone who may not know firsthand um, how common is um uh, miss first off just any type of um infant loss so miscarriage stillbirth um sudden infant loss how 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 common is this miscarriage is extremely common i i i'm at loss for statistics and i should know this but a very large percentage of pregnancies end in miscarriage early on so a miscarriage i consider and, and what they call miscarriage is up to the first trimester so a lot of a lot of babies are lost in the first trimester. Again, I should have statistics on that. But stillbirth is a is a little less common. I was told when I had my stillbirth, I don't know if it still is, um, one in a hundred babies wow. will die from stillbirth. And stillbirth, it's it's I've had both, so I, each one is so in its own, so devastating. Um, but a stillbirth. Most oftentimes you have to give birth to the baby. You have to um, go through labor and give birth to the child. So it's usually much further along in the pregnancy. So let's circle back to something else that you did in the ministry, which is have a mass. So if someone's listening to this and has either experienced some type of um, fertility struggle, infertility, uh, miscarriage, pregnancy aware, uh, pregnancy loss, and maybe they want to do something in their parish um, as a mass, especially in the month of October, like you had said. Um, what were some of the elements that you used in the first mass that you mentioned for that you did last October? Um, what were some of the elements that you included 
during that mass to help everyone feel heard, but also supported. So one of the things we did, I had people RSVP to tell me that they were coming and I had little mason jars on a table and each mason jar contained a candle and I had a little sticker on it and each baby that was lost was represented by one of those candles. You could write your baby's name on it. And it was beautiful. Our, our mass wasn't very large, but I would say we probably had 30 or 40 candles on the altar. And just to see that lit and to know that that represented their child, because a lot of people that have miscarriages, I did not until much later on, do not name those babies because you don't know what you've lost. So you don't really come up with a name for it. Um, so we could have put something on it like baby Schweiger, or if they named their, their loss, then they would put the baby's name on it. So just having that there as a reminder was, was, um, a neat thing. Um, we did, we went through a regular mass. Father Jeff gave a homily. It was a beautiful homily. And then afterwards we kind of opened it up. We had a little reception that we opened up for just people to come back and and if they wanted to talk and wanted to share their experience we really wanted the ministry to to kind of we wanted the people to lead us what they wanted if people which this did not happen after this mass but if people wanted to have some kind of a support group or or a talking group i i hate to say support group because none of us are certified counselors in this group but we can all be there to talk and encourage one another in this, you know, in this thing that we all share together, that it's a, it's a club that you're a part of that nobody ever wants to be a part of. Yes, that's so true. Um, I also want to share with the listeners that I actually was a part of that mass. Um, yes. I helped, I helped out with the music. <laughs> and so I want to pause for the listeners and say musically what we did for that mass was Leanne was very gracious and Leanne said, you know, essentially whatever music you want is fine with me. Um, we, we did use the GIA resource um, of Woman Tomb um, by Kate, edited by Kate Williams. Um, so we did use that as kind of a guidepost. Um, yes. And of that resource, too, there were songs that were suggested. Um, it's quite a lovely resource. So what we did was we took the music um that was recommended there and then maybe something else that i thought would fit well with the community that really participate people participated well because i have i've served at this parish before for funerals and liturgies so i'm familiar um but in terms of the readings i remember in particular we did oh i should have looked this up before we started recording but it was um oh god you search me by bernadette farrell if you're listening every, everyone knows who's listen, listening knows that song um and that was going to be the psalm um, or at least what was one of the psalms that we, we focused on in, in the, uh, the music itself. So I highly recommend Of Woman Tomb. It's not a sponsored episode, but that is, <laughs> it is something that Leanne and I both very much found um, a lot of support I did musically when I was yeah. planning for the liturgy. And then after you recommended that, then I bought it and gave it to Father Tim and Father Jeff so that they have that. So if they... Um, you know, that's just another resource for them. I thought it was a great resource and, and the music was beautiful and you are the expert in that field. So I, the music was beautiful and I couldn't have directed it better than you did. So I, of course, well, I was going to give you, give you all <laughs> of that to do because that's your, that's your territory. And it really was beautiful. Um, it, it just, and I left that out of one of the things in the mass, but it really just, 
set the tone for the whole mass. It, it, it was very touching and moving and anybody that was there really music moves people as it is. And, and that was, was most helpful in, in making the mass what it was. Thank you. I want to talk about two selections too for the listeners that I use that I just want to point out. One of the things that I remember doing with the music is I didn't want it to be all funeral music. I remember that specifically. Mm, yeah. I mean, so many of our funerals in today's day and age are like always like on eagle's wings and be not afraid. And they're lovely songs, but I didn't want this to necessarily feel that same way. So we actually started with In the Morning, In the Evening by Bex Gaunt. Um, and that was a lovely beginning. If you've never listened to that song, it's a beautiful song. Um, and then the other thing that we also did was we tried, I tried to pick songs that, again, were talking more about journeying with the, with each other and everything like that versus um, focusing so much on the, the death portion of things, which and I, I don't mean to, mm -hmm. to, to be so yeah. disrespectful to it, but, but truly looking at the, the presence and the, the soul in the, that is still with you. Um, so to kind of give hope. Yes. Yeah. And I feel that the music did, it gave people hope. It was, it was not a funeral feel at all. It was just remembering and, and thinking about those, those beautiful lives and giving hope to each person there. I really felt that mm -hmm. it did that. Now, I wanted to, I would like to say something pastoral to Leanne, that um, if you're listening to this and thinking about doing some type of mass during October or whenever, um, to remember and commemorate, like we said, make sure that the people that you ask to be involved feel comfortable with it. Because as you've said, this is so prevalent in our society, but we don't talk about it. And so, yeah. That's something yeah. if you're thinking about, let's say, having a canter or something like that, join you for your mass, make sure you ask them if they're OK with it, because you don't they don't have to divulge anything, but make sure that if they say no, you know that it's maybe because this is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. So true. Very mm -hmm. true. Yeah. yeah I, there are so many people that, you know, it used to be you never talked about uh, a miscarriage, especially a miscarriage. It was like the quietest little secret. You didn't talk about it. Mm. it. It was something that people didn't feel comfortable talking about either. If you would bring up, oh, I lost a child. Nobody wants to, to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think it's, it's, we're opening up more in our society to say, it's okay to talk about this. It is a loss. We believe that life begins at conception. And so there is a a little baby in there, no matter how small it is, it's the minute you get pregnant, you start dreaming about the future. You, it, it, you just can't help it as a woman. Once that baby is in your womb, you start thinking about the future mm -hmm. and it's all, it's a profound loss. It definitely is. So let, let's talk about this year then. What are you thinking about doing for this year in terms of um, mass and celebration and support? So this year is very exciting. Um, last year, there was a woman that came to the mass and she said that Mercy Hospital used to have a mass every year on pregnancy loss day on October 15th and they stopped having it. So she said, this is the only mass that I know of in the diocese for this, for pregnancy loss. So she was so excited and 
wanted to make sure we were going to have it every year. So it kind of gave me a little bit of an idea and that idea just grew. And I went to Father Jeff and Father Tim and said, could we offer this mass diocesan wide? Could, Could I put it out there for anyone to come since there are no other masses like this? So they contacted the bishop and he was fine with it and has even offered to celebrate the mass for us. So Bishop Zubik will be celebrating the mass. It's going to be on Saturday, October 15th at nine o'clock. We're going to hope to do some of the same things to have the candles on the altar. I've got to work out the music still. I have to, I've talked with you about that, about where where I'm going to go with music and who's going to do it. Um, And afterwards we would like to have a reception kind of a breakfast where we have maybe a panel up front with a question and answer session where people can send their questions up to us and we can introduce ourselves as the the St. Gerard ministry team and kind of tell people where we are and where we've come from. And then afterwards, maybe even have like a small breakout session for, you know, maybe in one room, people that have had miscarriages that want to talk people that have had stillbirths want to talk. It is Pregnancy Loss Awareness Day. So we do concentrate on the pregnancy loss at the mass because just because of the day that it is. However, the St. Gerard Ministry also wants to minister to people who are suffering from infertility because St. Gerard is also the patron saint of infertile couples. Um, So we're, we're looking to branch out there and to maybe have a mass or something separate altogether for anyone who's suffering from infertility. I do want to mention too, if you're listening to this and you are wondering liturgically last year, October 15th fell on a Friday, if I remember correctly. And so we really did treat it more like, like a daily mass. If you're listening to this and you're thinking liturgical planning, it was not treated as a Sunday liturgy and we, served all the all the music and the readings um it was treated more like like in like an evening daily mass so anyways uh but that's with that being said it, it you know i just have to say this leanne i just it blows my mind that you're the <laughs> this church is the only one in the diocese that does this and and i you know and again i do think it has something to do with the fact this and, and this is not just your diocese i just think it's across the country is mm-hmm. this is not something that is discussed but is again i've said this it's just it's so prevalent and so i do think if you're listening to this and you do feel that calling to do something like this in your parish um mm-hmm. then i think you should listen to that little nudge for whatever yeah. reason you feel called to do it that nudge is listening for sure mm-hmm. it, it it definitely is needed and like i i was right with you being shocked that there are no other parishes that had that. And and again, they just don't know about it. I just happened to be thinking, what can I do in this ministry? And I looked up pregnancy loss and that, that day came up and I thought, well, that would be a a great thing to have done. So Mm -hmm. I'm so thrilled and just so thrilled that this year it's, it's, it's a big undertaking. I'm a little bit nervous. I have to admit, but it's, it's a God sized task. So I will, allow him to lead us through it. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Well, if anyone's listening and they want to learn more about the infants, uh, excuse me for saying this correctly, pregnancy and infant loss awareness day um, overall, where can they go online to find information? 
gosh. I mean, I just looked it up and tons of stuff came up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just typed in, I think if you would type in October 15th, Pregnancy Loss Awareness Day, you would come up with all sorts of resources. Okay, excellent. All right, great. Um, and then also we'll put in the show notes of the episode, if you are local to the Pennsylvania area, we, we will put the um, the details for the mass in the show notes of this episode, if you're listening and want to participate. And then we'll also link some resources also that we found, including the book that we mentioned, edited by Kate Williams of Woman Tomb. Um, as well as any liturgical or musical planning guides that we can find. But with that being said, Leanne, I want to thank you sincerely, not just for talking with us today on Ministry Monday, but thank you for having the courage to go and start this ministry Mm. because I... I I've, I don't even need to say it again. We, this is the third time I've said it, but this is so prevalent in our world. And I, I so appreciate you, first off, educating us on how prevalent it is, but then also educating the clergy on how to best minister that way and to give couples a place of safe haven to talk about it. So thank you. Oh, thanks. I just, I'm so thankful for my team that's come alongside me. And, you know, just listening to that little nudge that you talked about, I just felt like that was when God said it's time. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. happy to do it. Amen. Thanks so much to Leanne for her time today. Again, for more information about Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day, as well as the resources you can explore to offer this as a ministry in your parish, check out the show notes of this episode at ministrymonday.org. The recording of Oh God, You Search Me was produced by Oregon Catholic Press, and the theme music for this episode was produced by Aaron Schaus. Today's episode of Ministry Monday was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's it for today. With the Spirit's gifts empowering us for the work of ministry, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you here soon on Ministry Monday.